1: You know, the more I read the Bible, the more it is amazing to me how certain themes are just everywhere. I mean, seemingly from cover to cover, right? I mean, and you got themes like re- the redemption of God, the righteousness of God, all these things. But then there's 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 themes too about how we should live and themes about how we should respond to God. And, and one of those themes that's literally everywhere, and it just seems like, I am in mean, one of those times where it seems like I see it all over the place, is the idea of humbling yourself before God, right? The, the idea that God as the the New Testament says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's in James chapter four. And this is one of those chapters in the old Testament that, man, illustrate that, that illustrate that pattern so well that God opposes the proud, that those who are proud, those who are prideful, those who think that they have accumulated all that they have accumulated because of their own good and their own worth and their own might. God opposes those people. And this is literally what happens to the people of Ephraim here. Listen to what it says in verse one. I hope you read this on your own. But Verse 1 says, Ah, the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim. So there is literally a crown of pride, right? They think they are the bomb. I mean, they think they're the stuff. There's a crown of pride, but it says, And the fading flower of its glorious beauty. So they're so prideful in something that they've built. And the thing that they've built is simply not going to last. So that's what's funny when we place pride in ourselves and we place pride in the things that we can accomplish. The the things that we can accomplish simply don't last. And so we're placing pride and we're we're placing and putting our pride and we're being proud about things that simply don't last forever. That's kind of foolish, isn't it? And the Bible goes on to say it again in verse 3. The proud crown of the drunkards of, Ed, of Ephraim will be trodden underfoot and the fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is on the head of its rich valleys, will be like the first ripe fig before the summer. When someone sees it, he swallows it as soon as it, in, as it is in his hand. That he's saying because of their pride, they simply are not going to last and God is going to deal with them. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I remember. Um, that, that verse that we've already quoted, God gives grace to the humble, right? He opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I remember we talked about this in in Daniel, right? When we looked at King Nebuchadnezzar, how King Nebuchadnezzar is prideful. God humbles him, and then when Nebuchadnezzar humbles himself, what happens? God exalts him again, right? That, that that we need to be constantly, every single second, every day, rooting out the pride in our life, because it is amazing how awesome we tend to think we are, right? It, it is amazing how awesome we tend to think the the stuff that we do is, the things that we accomplish. It's amazing how quickly we can begin to think like, man, I'm pretty great and I've built all this stuff for myself. But the reality of the word is that's not the life that God has called us to. He's called us to a life of humility, not to a life of pride, but to a life where we humble ourselves before God and and we let God worry about exalting us. In First Peter 5, what does First Peter 5 say? It says, we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and at the right time, he will exalt us. See, the problem is we spend so much time trying to exalt ourselves trying to get other people to look at us, trying to get other people to recognize how great we've been, where really what we need to be doing is just humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God and trusting that in due time, he will exalt us. And, you know, we can look at Isaiah 28 for that. We can look at Daniel four and five with Nebuchadnezzar for that. We can look at first Peter five, but the best example is to look to Jesus. Cause what does Philippians two say in talking about being humble and talking about humbling ourselves, it points us to Christ. And it says in the same way as Jesus, as Jesus humbled himself, right? He did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he took on the very nature of a servant. Jesus humbled himself to the will of the father. And then what does that verse say? That God will exalt them in due time. How does God exalt Jesus? Jesus humbles himself to death on a cross And then God exalts him in the resurrection. And so Jesus is the perfect example for us. And so let's follow in his footsteps today. Let's not be like the people of Ephraim and let's not be prideful, but let's be humble people. Humble people constantly giving glory to God and pointing others to him and trusting that when we humble ourselves before God, he will exalt us in due time. I love you. Can't wait to see you in life groups tomorrow. It's gonna be great. And I can't wait to see you then.
0: Thanks so much for listening.